Hello. Hello. This is an emergency recording of the rum doing system. It is. Um, it's at times like this that I do take comfort from the fact that the sun will explode one day. <laughs> Everything will be nullified and the universe will dissipate into nothingness. And I'm not being entirely fatuous. It, it brings a day like this into perspective and that actually, in a sense, it doesn't really matter at all when nothing. Well, unless you perceive what matters within your own lifetime, I think Toby is going to come bursting in here any second just to warn you. Um, uh, yes, when you kind of think about your lifetime and the potential lifetime of your children, maybe it matters mm. a bit more. Uh, did you see that chart about how the different age yes, I did. so yeah this is again all the baby boomers and the people who just came mm -hmm. just after them it's their fault again the worst generation ever it's barely those who came after them it's 50 plus mm. thanks baby boomers you prove yourself yet again to be the vile people we always suspected um and also the uneducated i'm, I'm tired of um patronizing them they're also of vile well, like we've ever done that on this podcast yeah and and also, of course, people who don't live in London. Well, I'd like to point out to you that Brighton voted with a huge majority. Yeah, but they're but, gay. Uh, Bath and North East Somerset, this re revoltingly parochial area, voted 58%, which is only 2% lower than the all of London. Why did Bath do that? Because you've had... You absolutely gobsmacked. I don't understand. I'm gobsmacked. Yeah, we've got Bruce Mogg in 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 uh, the in north in the northeast Somerset, and then mm. in uh, Bath itself is uh, what's his face, the little Tory brat. Mm. Um, and yeah, fifty eight point yeah fifty fifty eight percent in Remain. Bristol was higher, sixty something percent. Really, Manchester voted in. Did Manchester vote in? I I mm -hmm. I've given up looking at that point. I have to admit. Um, yeah. There are significant. I mean, well, I, I guess the nearer you get to a city, the yeah. more likely in is the nearer you get to places that actually produce stuff of economic value and have young people and have immigrants in other words yes very mm. much so although bath bath would normally be the exception to that but bath immigrants tend to stay a week yeah um and walk around in identical uh, backpacks it's funny um, just before uh, a couple of days ago uh judith had a play date uh, and her her friend's parents happened to be um while well, well, the father was a kosovan refugee and the mother came from uh, eastern europe and she was going on about how they had both migrated here and had always paid their taxes and been uh contributing members of the uk and she said i don't understand why they don't like us and tried to reassure them that don't worry sense would prevail <laughs> but the you well i was going to say you'd be surprised but you wouldn't be surprised at the number of um, scared-looking people in that school, and I suspect at the school run today they will look equally, if not more, scared than they did the other day. It's not, it's not good, is it? Well, Northern Ireland. I'll tell you. Now faces the prospect of a, a bo I believe a border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland is historically always proven useful. Well, it's it's more than. I mean, it doesn't face the prospect. There has to be one in the next two, three years, depending on how long this all takes, because um, Southern Ireland will be in the Schengen area and Northern Ireland won't mm -hmm. be. So yeah, and well, they're likely to have a referendum about that next. And if Scotland votes to leave and somehow becomes part of the. Uh, European Union, then of course, as I said before during the Scottish uh, referendum, there will be a 
enforced border to Scotland as well, as there necessarily will have to be. So that'll mm. all be fun. It's, uh, and I'll tell you the last time I felt this alienated with the majority of the population. Actually, I shouldn't say majority in this case well, because fifty-two percent. Well, no, but I also I shouldn't say majority in the previous case. But I mean the 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 effective part of the population that mm-hmm. uh, was in apartheid South Africa, and that's how, uh, how I felt about the Afrikaners. I kind of feel the same sort of complete misunderstanding and revulsion now. I don't feel any fealty to England at all. Um, the depths of my alienation, whilst I usually stay stated quite clearly and it's usually for effect today i i i kind of look around and i don't see people with whom i can identify outside of london really i mean there are in the north in particular and you know we spend some time in the north of england um because that's where victoria's family are from i mm-hmm. can't really see those people uh in 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 those sorts of provinces as being particularly kin-like to me except of course the ones who actually are kin and of course voted remain but the rest of them you know they i feel so peculiarly alienated today despite the fact the sun will explode into the heartlands in, Mm. in in a few hours and wales as well wales eh? yeah wales well on wales apart from uh i'm not going to embarrass wales by pronouncing um Double D is a chassan, Gwyneth, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Gwyneth voted Remain and uh, Keridigian voted Remain. Mm. Everybody uh, apologies else. Apologies for my pronunciation. Uh, the rest of... Uh, oh, and um, uh, Vale of Glamorgan and Monmouthshire, which is basically England. Yeah. Swansea uh, voted think... voted Leave, which is extraordinary. Uh, it's just... But yeah, the rest of Wales voted to, to, uh, to Leave. Um, funnily enough, where I live is like a little blob of yellow in the middle of a sea of blue. Hmm. Um, so Mendip, Baines and Bristol, uh, or South Gloucestershire, I guess, uh, Bristol. Uh, yeah, so Mendip, Baines and Bristol voted to remain. And then the rest of the southwest, apart from Exeter and South Hams, is, is blue. Well, I predicted this would happen. No, you didn't. You predicted the opposite. No. I said it would be no. leaving. You said it would be No, 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 no. You don't get to do that. I do get to that. I'll tell you why. Um, several weeks ago, maybe actually a month ago, I told my brother it's going to be leave, uh, because the little Englanders are still little Englanders. And he vehemently disagreed with me. He said, these people, when they go into that voting booth and they realize that they'll be putting their future in jeopardy, even scared old people will become scared or old people and will vote for the status quo. I said, no. So what I said, so what I said to him was, I'll tell you what, um, there's the oldest restaurant in London, Rules Restaurant. And I said, and we said, I said, I'll, t- I'll do a bet. On, oh, good. On the, well done. On the day of, on the, uh, on the day after the referendum, or, or it was actually going to be two days, but we will go to Rules and whoever wins this bet will pay the bill. He's paying the bill in increasingly devalued <laughs> sterling. So my money is where my mouth was. But I was hoping that the uh, death of Joe Cox might have just pushed people, shocked people into having a bit of sense. But it didn't because people are rubbish. Well, I, I, I you know, if we could replay the uh, the version of events, load a safe position and, and go for it without her getting murdered, I think we'd probably be seeing something closer to 58, 60% for leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it made a difference, but not a, not a big enough difference. Uh, yes, which is you know pissing all over her memory. Mm. 
Um, it's so odd when you look at the absolute. There's not. There's not even. You know. There's not even that that little blob of blue in Scotland that you got on the mm. on the uh, ele- recent elections. It's just unanimously yellow. Even the Shetland Islands. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not joking. Or- Shetley and Orkney, or- Orkney and Shetland, Shetley and voted Orkney. Re- voted remain. But Northumberland, Carlisle, Alderdale all voted to leave yeah. like what happens on that border when people's personalities change so dramatically yeah well talk about dramatic changes you know that farage has already broken all the promises yeah well, the, farage, yeah the, the, so one of the two main ca- campaign points for leave it was 350 million a week for, uh, for the nhs which, yeah. which we, we paid to, to the europe which we can now spend on the nhs and other things and um immigrate will be able to restrict immigration and with before before 7 a.m they'd retracted both yes <laughs> lovely people it it now also means that we have to open up the possibility of trump i guess well of course mm. i was wrong about trump now i, I not to you but to uh, to uh, to stew i've been v- vehemently arguing that the republicans just would eventually go okay we're done that's enough mm-hmm. and i was wrong they haven't i i still think it's extremely Excruciatingly unlikely because actually Hillary is a more corrupt and much cleverer player with a lot more money backing her. So it's still it's still more likely to be Hillary, but we can't now discount Trump entirely, which I no. was to be honest. Um, so who knows where we are? Of course, Gert Wilders and Marie Le Pen are very happy about today's Absolutely. result. They're waiting for theirs, and those who uh, somebody on on on, tw- on Twitter uh, who whom you know, Damien Council, who's fairly middle of the road, middle left, voted for leave because he says it would it would force the European Union to do some sensible reforms. Um, uh, I said, y- yeah, because because as Yates said, uh, things for things uh, things get sensibly reformed. The centre cannot hold because yeah, that's what's going to happen as all chaos breaks loose, isn't it? across this continent because you know when all chaos breaks loose across the european continent and the political uh treaties is that we fought so hard to protect fall apart that's only ever a good news story it's how but uh, i've never i've always been suspicious of him as a contrarian mm. um but how how how, how 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 many people did this how many people thought they were being arch Judge Coxcomb voted to leave. Well, of course he bloody did because he's become completely deranged. <laughs> I, I blame you. You're, he's your responsibility. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. It's... One wonders how many of them secretly were like that. So, you know, actually, I'm pretending to be a little cosmopolitan, but in the privacy of my own booth, I'm putting my dirty little cross against the kick the foreigners box. Well, that's what it is, isn't it? It was uh, we had a referendum on immigration, and surprisingly enough, that's why I had no. That's why I was convinced it would be true. Leave because it was a referendum on immigration. It was and on bendy bananas and bureaucrats in Brussels and yeah. just everything. We've been. Oh my goodness, how many times have we made the bureaucrats in Brussels joke on this podcast over the last six years? And that's just ch- that and joke just, has just changed this country's future forever. Yeah. Hey, but at least our bananas will be nice and straight now. <laughs> yes. There's that to look forward to. And they'll be good quality Commonwealth bananas. Yes. Mm. None, of your, none of your foreign, Mark. They'll be homegrown British bananas. I I actually cried this morning, that's true. Yeah, well, fair. Not like, not like sobbing. Yeah. But it was just reading reading a, a, a developer in America who's described says he's always been an Anglophile since he was a child. And he's like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready, doctor. Anytime now. <laughs> yes. 
Like, yes, Doctor Who, come rescue us from this. Uh, Ca- now, obviously, Cameron's opportunism here, he thought it would just be an easy win and then he would sort out his, the next, you know, his, his prime ministership. Um, so his opportunism is to oh, win. Yeah. But let us not for one jot of an iota let Corbyn off the hook. His- Did you see what Tim Farron said of him? Tim Did Farron was quote? correct. Yes. Did you see it? I just want to get yeah, let's quote it directly. Um, uh, da, da, da. Sorry, you should fill while I look for this. Well, the reason I blame Corbyn is, of course, because his Labour's heartlands were in, in the north and so on are exactly what failed us all here. Uh, by, by all, I mean anybody who is rational and isn't a complete monster. And they all voted Brexit uh, despite uh, Corbyn's vehement and passionate campaigning for uh, Remain. Oh no, he didn't campaign vehemently and passionately, did he? He was lukewarm and pathetic like he is in almost everything else except when professing his friendship for Hamas and Hezbollah. Did you see uh, the line that's been sent out to Labour MPs, what they're supposed to be saying today? What's the party line? Uh, the party line is that Jeremy proved that he was most representative of Britain because he was un- uh, cautious and unsure about about this uh, this vote. And so therefore, let me get again. I'm sorry, I'm struggling to get the quotes right. Um, OK, according to Laura Kunzberg, uh, Labour MPs being sent the line to take Corbyn showed that he's far closer to centre of gravity of British public than other politicians. Well, well done, Corbyn. That's what they're being told to say. They're trying to use Corbyn's yeah, pusillanimous, pathetic approach to mm. the referendum as proof. What a, what a great leader he is! And the Tim Farron quote: um, uh, "He accuses Corbyn of spineless, abject failure." What I notice in trying to look that up is that the ludicrous, pathetic Corbynites spewing all over Twitter, saying, "How dare he say this when the last leader of his party devastated them?" Yeah, that, that was the last. The last leader that wasn't, yes. that wasn't him. Tim Farron may be completely useless, but he didn't he didn't do what Clegg did. Mm. And you can't pretend that Corbyn <laughs> his accusations are against Corbyn are inaccurate because of what Clegg did. No, uh, except in the very broadest sense, in that if Clegg hadn't propped up that Conservative government, then Cameron wouldn't have been in charge, and he wouldn't have been in the position to offer the promise of this referendum. So, yes, in that sense, it is Clegg's. It's also all Clegg's fault. Let's blame Clegg. Yeah. Wow. It's very strange for me because I, when I became British, I also became European, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that was, I, I adopted both identities at the same time. So, for me, it's not even a kind of... Um, carefully manufactured fiction it's the truth at that moment i gained both those identities and both identities because i gained them at the same time were as strong so to have one forcibly wrenched from me feels like i've kind of been expatriated in a strange way um and i I, it's interesting i've just got my british passport renewed and it still says uh, United Kingdom, U- European Union on the front. And it's just weird how that's the last time that's going to say that on any passport I have renewed from this country. Mine's good till 2019, so I should definitely get it done early. 
Well, yeah, well, I wanted to... Just for nostalgia's sake. Well, exactly. You'll be able to tell Toby. They used to... Britain used yeah. to be part of this big club and, uh, you know, before we were this fractious little island. And somebody pointed out, you know, that effectively we come this free-floating economy um, supported by current account uh, short-term debt uh, with a floating currency and um, no strong union to hold it uh, or to protect it or to be a part of it. it's not a good position for this country to be in at all um, and we think that what will save us is suddenly the uh, British Empire will suddenly reappear it's been it's been under <laughs> it's been under a cloaking device for the last <laughs> 60 years and now it'll suddenly reappear and all the map will turn pink again so okay what I want to do is best case scenario from this point onwards Okay, um, I, be th- I was thinking about what, well, the best case scenario from this point. Well, here's, this won't happen, but it could happen. Remember <laughs> that the, um, that this is not a binding referendum because the British Constitution never has binding referendums. Mm. The British Constitution has Referenda, Parliament. if you please. No, referendums, actually. The the uh, Brit- the the Parliament is well. The Queen is sovereign, and she gives that sovereignty to her Parliament, which of course has been the whole argument for uh, Brexit from the start. That sovereign Parliament decides whether it is going to take the advice of the electorate or not. All of British democracy is just an act of Parliament, after all. So. If Parliament wished to ignore this referendum, it could. Now, obviously, it's not going to do that reductio ad absurdum because there would there would be riots, there would be a revolution, and everything would fall apart. But I was just I was actually discussing this with 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 Judge Coxcomb the other day, and it's not beyond the realms of possibility that there'll be a lot of of horse trading and arguments with the EU over the next two to three years. It's going to take a very long time to uh, to put a plan through. There will be a plan on what will happen post-Brexit. And, at, and at, if that plan is hideous, and it's obviously hideous, and mm-hmm. the British people are beginning to get buyer's remorse, it's possible, just possible, and it's not likely, but just possible, that Parliament will then say, OK, well... You wanted to leave the EU. Here, we're having a, a final referendum. Here are the two options. The option is leave the EU under the plan agreed, the hideous plan agreed to here, or stay in the EU in three years' time. And if buyer's so remorse was, is big enough... That's what Boris Johnson was gambling on. He kind of was, yes, but I don't that was, know... Well, that was his whole tactic, wasn't it? I don't know what he wants now. Well, he doesn't want. He didn't want out in the first place. No. We know that. Yes, um, he, he was just. He's, he is the most embarrassing opportunist. Yes, um, but yeah. So his. That's why, of course, he, he didn't want out, and so his gamble was vote for leave, and then that way we'll have all this amazing power to to tell the EU. Ah, see, we will leave if you don't do what we say. Mm. So that's um, the best. I think that's the best case scenario. This is, I, I said this on Twitter, and it's, it's a genuine question. How, how, how has this been arranged? How did this, was this allowed to go ahead with a, without anyone saying in advance what the pass mark was for well, leave? Well, they did. I think they just said, uh, I think it was agreed that it would be simple majority. Because that just means Cameron's but, a terrible negotiator, that's all. But this he, is the issue, because it's, it, all this referendum is, does is give Cameron a 
uh, a perspective of the views of the British public. He's not obliged to respond to it. He could, you know, you were saying what could what could happen and won't. Well, what certainly won't happen, but could mm. is that he could say, okay, that's what Britain wants, so I'm not going to do that. Mm. Um, he's perfectly and legitimately allowed to do that. Yeah, according to the um, constitution, he is. But of course, that would cause yes, riots, and, and, and oh, all, course, all of body politic would fall apart at that point. Um, well, I, I suspect that the people who voted for Leave haven't the energy to do that. Um, but I think it would have significant repercussions on the Conservative Party, which is why he wouldn't want to do it. But No, um, it's anyways, beyond the Conservative Party. It, it, would, it would be an attack on democracy in a profound way that would... It's a bit like, the theor- in theory, the Queen can uh, refuse to sign any act of Parliament, but it's not going to happen. It's that sort of level so of impossibility. bearing that in mind, bearing that... that, that, that is obvious and bearing that in mind why wasn't this why didn't we go into this saying well obviously it needs to be a significant majority for such a consequential decision so therefore it's going to be 60 65 percent i think it because uh, the the nutters refused to uh, agree to that and cameron was so sure yeah i think that's what it hit the hubris of yeah i think he was sure look i mean remember he's mr pr from carlton television he knows how to persuade people and I think he realised, and actually the polls were showing a few years ago some of the greatest support for the European Union that this country had ever seen. Um, but with the, but, but the Brexit campaign was very successful in, in, in instilling just the right dollops of fear into mm-hmm. old and stupid people's ears. And we cannot underestimate, I, I, I will read the books once they are written, on the uh, exceptional use of mind games played by Leave, um, just the, the we mentioned in previous episodes the calling the calling Remain Project Fear was mm. so clever, so so clever, and there are so many parts, so many things they did that were so clever, where they just like when Joe Cox died, yes, um, they didn't wait for Remain to even insinuate. The suggestion that there that, that this should ref- reflect how people want to vote. They mm. just said they were doing it. They just said immediately. They just went, "Oh, I can't believe that Remain are using her death <laughs> yes. uh, for politics." They didn't wait for them to do it. They just said that they were that because they realised you don't need to wait for them to do it anymore. You just have to say they are, and then they suddenly and then and Remain goes on the defensive and panics and doesn't use what they bloody well should have. Yeah. You know, one side in this referendum caused a man to murder an MP. That's a thing that did happen. Oh, I would have just used a cynically as well because you know frankly she she was very pro um very very pro remain and i would have said fine well, let's use her memory in the way that you know let's use that last spark of what her life meant for for mm-hmm. powerful reason but they they couldn't quite find a way to do that but also well, leave, leave were too fast and remain were too too, too no, but also another too clever, embarrassing the, yeah you're right leave were very clever with their memes for example they also did the whole we're in a prison and we're we're about to be released from prison. That was a mm-hmm. powerful image that seemed to reflect on people. And remember that I don't know. You saw that Daily Mail cartoon of the the, the nice white British family inside the, the the prison cell, which was EU regulations and rules. Uh, yeah, you sent it to me last night. And, and the, the and the, and the prison. The, the the prison cell door had just been opened, and outside you saw the English countryside bathed in bucolic sunshine. Indeed, I was the one who gave you the word bucolic there. I'm proud of myself for using that. That uh, that image, I think, yeah. sums up what's in the wretched, old, and stupid minds. Well, that's what that fantastic um, article by Gill uh, captured so well was this uh, this nostalgia for an imaginary past. Mm. 
yeah. that we shall inevitably return to once the once the awful Europeans to stop tearing us away from it. Well, uh, yeah, and and again, the biggest irony of this is that those old stupid people, despite the fact that they feel threatened by Poles and Romanians, really feel threatened by this country's brown and black miscegenations. If you remember that argument during the Olympics where that Tory MP saying he's never heard of a, a happy mixed race family and all that. Oh God, that? yes. Okay. So yeah. I think that's, uh, I think this has been as it's, it's almost been a placeholder for their true anger and fear. And the irony is of course that that immigration is going to be substantially greater as a proportion now. So uh, good, you're you, you're going to get what you actually fear now, you stupid old thick people, because as much as you you hate the Poles and the Romanians because they're taking your odd jobs, at least they're Christian and white. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind the fact that now, if you're a, a Romanian or a Pole or etc., who is like umming and ahhing about whether to come or not bloody hell you're going to come now aren't you because you've yeah. got three or four years to get in yeah yeah yeah. so yeah. even gove can gove conceded yesterday or the day before he just conceded immediately that yes there's gonna be a massive massive influx of immigration if there's if, if this as it has happened yes happens so <laughs> just and he went and you know what gove's response when someone said well you know if if you vote for for leave if country votes for leave there'll be a massive amount of immigration as a result he went mm -hmm. well you can't have it both ways you argue about the economy <laughs> What? <laughs> you can have that both ways. You could both hmm. <sighs> But, you know, at least the pound's stable. Yeah, that's great. I'm going to America in August. That's going to be fun. Oh, bloody hell. Do you know last night when they when the the markets thought it was going to be Remain? Yeah. That was so horrible, too. I just want to say, I, I went to... I'm not very well at the moment. I've got my 17th cold of the year. You're so sick. I know. Um... And uh, so I, was, I went to bed and I tried to get to sleep around 10.30, at which point Farage conceded. Yes. And the pound was at 150 on the dollar, uh, yeah. the strongest it had been for years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I woke up at two and things had changed somewhat. Yeah, uh, Farage conceded, unconceded, conceded again, then unconceded again, then had a small concede and then immediately unconceded. That uh, it happened in those order. <sighs> Well, he's one. Toby, Toby's never going to remember what being in Europe was. For our, well, unless you move. Well, okay, so what do you do about that? Where do you move? Well, the most sensible place would probably be Scotland, wouldn't it? Yes, I suppose so. Edinburgh, I guess. But you're, you're, banking, on, you're banking on there being a, another referendum. There has to be, surely. Well, I mean, you look at the map and you think, how can there not be? But then at the same time, Sturgeon cannot even consider the possibility unless she's 100% guaranteed it will succeed. Can you imagine if it, if it fails again, how awful that would be for Scotland? Mm. Well, give it about two years, I reckon. Well, Laura was saying surely they should, she should strike while iron is hot. Like, is there a chance that people can just settle down to the new normal before then? Yeah, you're right. Uh, it's possible. But again, just getting it through will be difficult because remember the Tories did surprisingly well in the last um, Scottish election, and I don't think it'll be an easy mm -hmm. push through the Scottish Parliament. Uh, and then you're going to, have to also have to persuade the UK Parliament to do it as well. And who, you're going to persuade Gove and Boris Johnson to agree to it? And to do all the necessary? 
that's going to be tough. Yeah. So okay, what? Okay, that's the other thing we need to discuss. Like Cameron, what happens now? Does he stay on? They're all pretending they want him to stay on. And uh, as someone pointed out to me on Twitter, the obvious reason why is that when everything that they pretended can happen as a consequence of leaving Europe can be could be negotiated. Oh, he needs to be the final fall guy. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So he will now fail if they can keep him in place. So the best thing he can do is is leave for himself. Yes. Because otherwise he will be the guy who failed to make the negotiations with Europe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, unless he has an unbelievable unearned hubris which he might he would resign pretty quickly well he's supposed to be making his speech now as we were recording yeah no it's not nothing yet but uh, yeah uh, and once he leaves it's interesting or will he call a quick election if he does then the tories will win so that's fine and boris johnson or michael gove will be the leader, I think, more likely to be Michael Gove. Although, actually, because Johnson called this one right, even though he seemed terribly opportunistic, I think he'll be. Um, I think he'll he'll get it. And it's interesting. Uh, Johnson did call it right, despite everything. And I wonder whether he pivoted at the last minute because he suddenly said, "Actually, you know what? We're going to lose this one, and I want to be on the correct side of history because I am." the cleverest opportunist that there was yeah yeah i don't know i mean that uh, i just think the kate Hurry says people opposed to the eu didn't like the quote closet racist quote accusation i agree they're not really in the closet they're kind of on the That's stage, on How the stage dare you? doing a big performance there's no closet <laughs> where completely out i've never been so offended in all my life yeah um okay so so with johnson the, bear in mind how a, a tory um a leadership battle works if without a general election there will be uh, an internal vote for two candidates and then a membership vote ballot yes um so quite different to how late you can't have a a, a maverick on the on the ballot paper like as with labor yes so will the tories really allow johnson to be an option for their idiot members to pick yes that's the, my, my 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 thought is that that's the one thing that could preserve us from him well, yes, Gove is, uh, yeah. you know, isn't it funny how 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 you you were defending Gove so much? Well, I still don't. I think recently, he, no. You see, the thing about Gove is, unlike Johnson, I do think Gove Gove is a true believer. He actually believes this stuff. I don't believe Johnson does. Gove does, and everything Gove has done, he believes in. It, he's 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 the opposite of an opportunist politician. But some uh, conviction politicians are dangerous. Because well, so I'd rather, would you not rather smart deviance than m- moronic sincerity? Also, yes, well, to a degree. But also, do you have you know something? Alistair Campbell actually made this point just on Twitter. It's now quarter past eight. Um, leave have known they've won since about three or four in the morning. Um, where the hell are Johnson and Gove? Where well, according are they? to Twitter, Johnson's having a nap. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Still, you know, Le Pen, Wilders, etc. They're all very happy about this. All the far right are jizzing themselves over this. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, so... uh, So where to go? Um, Problem with Norway is it's a bit too cold, isn't it? Well, also, there's a little bit of hypocrisy with Norway in in that it's not a member of the European Union. Yes. So... I'd love to live in Norway. I genuinely would. It seems to have everything that I want in a country. Except it's too cold. 
Um, I like cold, so that's not a problem for me. <laughs> it's just a smidgen hypocritical if the, my reason for leaving is to... Yeah, it's just a tough one. Although it pays into the European Union and obeys the European Human it Rights Act. It does. And the, and the Prime Minister of Norway said, actually, you, you won't like it because, you know, it's not actually the, the deal we kind of thought it was. But the reason Norway gets away with it, of course, is it has a huge um, oil industry, which is nationalised. So it, 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 it has a luxury of doing pretty much what it wants. I'm not sure we'll have that luxury. No. Uh, my two so my my other question is um ukip what happens now to ukip is that it for ukip do they close up shop or is now farage in a position to get the power he so long wanted it's interesting is this going to be the case of farage ruse the day he gets what he's always (laughs) wished for or is he going to become a significant player in the nitty-gritty He's never struck me as a details man, so it's difficult to think that he'll have the time or inclination to be a part of actual um, rubber-meets-the-road negotiations. But who knows? I mean, demagogues don't usually fade away, do they? No. What have, the two, what have UKIP's two main battles been save, in their lifetime? Save the pound yep. and get the referendum. Yeah, they, they won, win the referendum. Yeah. Well, for no, a, there's for, actually for three. A, for a political party with one MP, they've been bloody effective. Three, three ambitions. Save the go pound, on. get the referendum, win the referendum. There you go, 100% success rate and, by UKIP. And, and Farage was on the radio and he, uh, yesterday and he said, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I was on the fringe and people laughed at me and said what I was suggesting was mad. Now it's a reality. And this is what I said in the last podcast. This shows how quickly things that are on the fringe and are mad mm-hmm. become political reality in ways that we can't really predict. I was thinking yesterday, what's happening now is something Thatcher would have been against. Yes, very much so. <laughs> Isn't that extraordinary? Yeah. The Conservative Party has swung, and the country indeed, has swung considerably to the right of Thatcher. Well, let's be honest, the, the, the irony is greater than that, John. Those parts of the country that were most opposed to Thatcher and those demographics of the country that were most hurt by Thatcher are the ones who have gone far to the right of Thatcher. Including Wales. Bloody Wales. Okay, Wales, you know what? Have your independence, have your language, have no funding from the EU because, you know, I'm sure England will be just perfectly delighted to fund all your your your, your two language culture centres and all the other things that have currently got blue and yellow stars in them. I'm sure Gove will be too delighted to agree to allocate that funding to you that previously you got through uh, the European Regions Funds. Good luck with that then. <laughs> I didn't know you were fluent. Sorry, I was Cornwall, just Cornwall's just signed its own uh, language death warrant as well, hasn't it? Yes. <laughs> A crappy little North Sea island arguing about languages and divorcing itself from the rest of the continent. We're so good. 
I don't really feel very happy about this. <laughs> Come on, let, okay, what's your best case scenario then? Um, that it, my best case scenario is that it doesn't feel very different to live here after after it changes. Which it I shouldn't. It shouldn't for a while, at least. The, no, the best. Let's let's be honest. What the best case scenario is the um, no, because that isn't the best case scenario. Because if the the bigots, I'm not going to call them Euroskeptics. If the bigots are correct. Mm-hmm. And the EU is fundamentally evil and is about to fall apart in a catastrophic way. It's not that will be such a huge thing across such a huge continent that merely nominally not being associated with it won't save us. You know, the just because we're not in the epicenter of the nuclear bomb doesn't mean we won't feel the fallout. So that that's a very naive thing to think about. So if it is as bad as they say it is, merely nominally asking to divorce from it is not going to save us and if it isn't as bad as they say it is then i suppose the best that will happen is we will get that sort of negotiated uh, agreement with them a bit like norway i guess that's probably the best that would happen yeah but that's not feeling terribly likely because the people who are in charge and are pushing this are the people who wanted to get rid of all the human rights and protections that mm-hmm. the EU offered and wanted and people like Anne Hannon and so on who who uh, and D. Gove and various others at, uh, and Farage who all wanted to do things like uh, dismantle and completely privatize the NHS. So yes. those we can't pretend that the same forces that were at play as in Norway are in play here. The forces that are in play in Norway were a kind of democratic socialist well actually we don't want to have to privatize our oil industry because as might be forced by market rules we have the opposite forces pushing us here so those in charge will be highly neoliberal more so than the european union requires and effectively we've just given a massive victory to neo-feudalism which is so deliciously iron ironic bearing in mind that it, it was the plebs who who, who voted for this. Yeah, that's not what they, best case scenario, is it? <laughs> they'll get what they wished for, I guess, is what you could uh, say. No, the best case scenario is we'll be a bit like Norway, but as I've said, that's yeah. very difficult to achieve because a we're a very different country. We don't have five million people; we have sixty-five million. We don't have the petrochemical resources, and we don't have the same social fabric. So, it's difficult to see how we could be like that. Um, we, I think. I think when you say about moving somewhere, I think the Human Rights Act is, is the the bit that I'm most scared of losing. Oh, that's, that'll be gone. Um, but how how many years before capital punishment is brought back in in the UK? It's difficult to think that capital punishment could be brought back in because um, there is there's no country in the European economic area that has it. So we would we would be completely beyond the pale if we did that. That said. You know, I would have said 10, 15 years ago, there's no way in hell we'll divorce ourselves from the European Union. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So maybe like, all bets are off now. Maybe and, for the pedos and the the, the, yeah. the kiddie murderers. Well, the thing is, you see, demagogic populism has proved itself to be a potent force. That bottle has been opened. And I suspect that once politicians have taken a sip of that tipple, they're going to start drinking more and more frequently from it. Why not? And uh, it'll be very easy as the economy goes completely balls up for uh, politicians to say, well, actually, you know what we need? We need strong law and order. And 
how about now that we're free from the EU, how about we um we we get those pedos once and for all with the news? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm really scared of now. It sounds absurd, but I can't call anything absurd this morning. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's cheered us. That's cheered me up. You still haven't that's told cheers. me what your best case scenario is. You said it'll feel a bit the same. That's really it. I can't get past that. I, mean, I don't really feel equipped to to think beyond that. Hmm. I think we do need to ask ourselves, why why do we live in this country now? That's mm-hmm. a question, you know, it's been asked of ourselves glibly before. Now we need to ask it seriously. And I think we need a positive reason to do so. Uh, family. Family, yes. If you had no family at all in this country, let's say that your uh, your sister and her family still lived in France. Let's say that your mum moved to live with them near France. Uh, mm-hmm. and And let's say that Laura's family also decided to, let's say they decided to, retire to spain sure <laughs> at that at that point what would keep you here Just friends at that point and mm. yeah well you've got the internet so friends aren't good enough <laughs> yeah so i don't know i mean it's it's a question that we do have to ask ourselves because at some mm-hmm. point i think as people of principle we, yes we could uh, there may come a point and uh, you know certainly the death penalty we will uh, or, or getting rid of the human rights act and that all that kind of thing there will be a point where we actually have to make good on our what's previously just been a rhetorical threat yes and i think we're not the only ones no and guess what it just got harder to move to other parts of europe <laughs> well not yet that's the true thing. true that's true so uh get your well i'm going to work hard to get a european union passport uh, my brother's all right i don't know if i said so last week um did i say that his because his wife comes from northern ireland mm-hmm. um anybody uh, according to the republic of ireland anybody born on the island of ireland mm-hmm. on the island of ireland has the right to uh republic of ireland citizenship and more interestingly, the child of any such person with such a right has Republic of Ireland citizenship. Wow. So Jessica will can get her passport. Her mother can get her passport, which then means my brother can get her passport, uh, which means they'll have an EU passport. So they will then be able to move wherever they want. That's good. But uh, as for me, um, I've got some... Well, part, some of my family's got some sort of Lithuanian... <laughs> background no and my um one of my relatives was able to get a lithuanian passport through some ancestral claim thing so maybe i'll have to start looking at that <laughs> uh, where else have i got oh yes i could go somewhere uh some i could go somewhere that's uh slightly safer and slightly more sane and slightly more um politically stable israel <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not tempted to go back to go back to where you came from South Africa, hmm. um, not while it's quite so rapey. <laughs> no, it's a little, little rapey. A little moment, bit too rapey. If we could, if we could dial down the rape to say a seven from an <laughs> eleven, then maybe I'll consider it. Yeah. I would love to. I mean, that would be lovely, but no, it ain't going to happen. Yes, I was going to say I could sell my house here, and with the pounds I could buy something amazing there. <laughs> but actually, the way the pound is at the moment, probably about one rand per pound by the end of this conversation. So. <laughs> Yes, it's all... Good times, though. Hmm, very mm. good. 
We right, didn't we say what stop. the topic was today, John. Oh, well, the topic wasn't. So the topic today was poor Sir Cliff. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, I shall uh, try and get this online quickly before I go out. But but hold on, what if somebody gets really depressed? They should... Um, let's not should... let's not have them kill themselves. What should we no, say to... have a... Remember, there are, uh, despite what happened, the young people, by which I mean anybody under the age of 50, voted the correct way. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's just all hope that the old people die very soon, and then we'll have our country <laughs> back. How about okay. that? Okay? Bye-bye. Bye-bye.